Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, friends. <laughs> Welcome to level 216, question mark, of the podcast. I am Joe the Wookie Riot, joined today, presumably, maybe, by Benjamin Blueford Blue the Fourth. Skirt! Ooh, there he is with a skirt. And maybe by Mr. Daniel the Deuce. He's just being quiet to be an a-hole. <laughs> hey! Hey, hey! I was like, don't do that, Danny. I can see that you're still on here on Skype. It says DG. <laughs> the Distinguished. Distinguished Danny. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Danny the Deuce has the floor. <laughs> well, let me tell you about these womp rats. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I guess every once in a while, both sons set on a womp rat's tail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, it does. It's good. It's good. So good. good. But. Hey friends, uh, we're not doing a news episode, we're doing the fuzzballs, and uh, as I'm sure you figured out from the title of the episode, it's the Diversiverse! Boo boo, boo boo, booyah! I'm picturing a cyborg in uh, Teen Titans Go with the, the where his uh, shoulders become the boombox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and cyborg, of course, is uh, an example of diversity, and that's the entire point. We, uh... We think it's important to talk diversity and representation in comics, and uh, there's lots of characters that you mayhap haven't thought about for a while, or maybe didn't even know, or lots of different things. So we've been taking the time to talk about a whole shit ton of uh, of diverse heroes, and uh, we're still going. We'll go for as long as we can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, although I think uh, their, con- their conversations, like... Yes, the lists are getting thinner. They are, because we have talked about a butt ton of heroes. Yeah, yeah, we it's, e- it's even to the point where someone's like, have we talked about this person yet? And this, the surprising answer is, in, in most cases, it's no. And we're like, wow, how is that even possible? <laughs> well, we've but, left all the, the high-profile people off. And I think I think we'll probably have at least one last episode where we talk about those high-profile heroes, depending mm-hmm. on uh, if any of them make it into the diverse-verse today. Uh, I'm not sure. That, I think this one's going to be titled The Last Diversiverse? Question mark, And then the next one will be like, no, there's another Diversiverse or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. Or another Diversiverse. Yes, the Diversiverse. Or the, or the, the div- high-profile Diversiverse. The Diversiverse Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rise of the Diversiverse. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's more a comment on, on the Star Wars than uh than on my my thoughts on diversity i think it's pretty clear that we all think it's important yeah yes yes it is and i i love having uh mr deuce and mr mr blue here because uh yes as a a white cis male wookie uh, i think it's important to have my friends who are wonderful men of color 
to uh, to talk about all these great heroes. And we're if you haven't been listening and you're just picking up, you know, this first time, welcome first and foremost. But we we've covered everything, you know. Not this isn't just African American heroes. We've gone, uh, you know, Latino, Latina. Um, what else? We've Asian, Hispanic, uh, disabled, mental health, LGBTQ plus, like you know, all the people that aren't aren't the me's of the superhero universe, I guess. <laughs> Although they're much cooler than me. I, I have nowhere near as much power as any of them, because if I was Captain America, I would be, uh, be doing great things. I hope. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess without uh, further ado, before we just yapping at the moon, we could uh, get into it. I don't know. We didn't discuss an order in advance. So, uh, Blue, you go first. <laughs> Goodness gracious, you're just going to throw it on me like that, huh? Yeah, All man, right, because you're amazing. All right, so here's here's the start off. We're going with a DC character. This okay. character appeared in the old Super Friends cartoons for their diversity um, uh, cartoons, and his name is the Apache Chief. Uh, uh, Chuck. Mm. A knock chuck. Wow. Yeah, the Apache Chief was uh as a kid he was he was cool. Um I was like, oh that dude gets so big, he's so huge. But I always worried if people were looking up, you know, his skirt. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> really? But at the same time I was like, but if they did, they'd be impressed. <laughs> he's a big man. He's a big man. Is Which it? is really cool. Like uh I, I believe there was like one time like he actually grew bigger than the Earth, which was ridiculous. But uh, he's a, he's a pretty powerful dude. Um, he's a Native American. Um, he uh, he was a part of the Justice League, obviously. So he hung around with uh, Superman and Green Lantern and all them. And uh, yeah, he he's uh, obviously an Apache. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not just false advertising. Yeah, for reals. <laughs> and a chief. Yeah. Well, no, he actually wasn't a chief. Uh, it was just his name. I I think he's a Hanna-Barbera character. Well, the thing is, is that um, they were trying to get away from, like, you know, because they noticed that, hey, you know, people are complaining that the entire Justice League, are they only chose the white guys. So they were going to add um, Black Lightning. Uh, I think we talked about that before, but then they had some legal issues, so they had to get Black Vulcan. And then they were like, well, we can't just have him. We need, like, Let's just get everybody in here. And they were like, oh, okay. One of the other guys I'm going to be speaking about a little later when it's my turn again. And then there were some other guys that we already spoke of, um, like the Black Vulcan is one of the ones that I had brought up before. Right. So there's a Which, great, good on them. Good on them. Yeah. There's a great episode of Harvey Birdman where oh, uh, God, yes. Chief has ED. It's a great yeah. story. It's the, he <laughs> burns himself. He, he burns himself with uh, with uh, um, coffee because he spills it on his lap and he sues the company. And uh, he's like, so what happened? Uh, Birdman is like asking him, so what happened? He's like, well, my power is to grow, but uh, I can't I can't grow anymore. And he was like, you can't. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I mean, this really, since you bring bringing up all these uh, like characters that are brought into the Super Friends, because that way they can have non-white characters. I have some ideas of who the who the others might be. 
but uh yeah i think uh i think it's i think it's definitely interesting like it it sort of says says a bunch because they add them in and you're like did you add them in the right way <laughs> no no they did not like like he he did like a super stereotypical native american like english type thing right you know what i mean like it it wasn't good like, at all <laughs> but they tried and that's something you know Yes, and I mean for the time that it was done, it, it says something that they're making an effort. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Apache, like when you say Apache chief, like I can picture him in my head, but I don't have like any like actual memories of the things he did, other than thinking like oh, I think it was a bit problematic and stereotypical. <laughs> he was, he was, but he grew big and he stopped people. <laughs> <laughs> and and when you're facing uh, racism and intolerance, friends, it is important to grow big and stop stop that stuff. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even if you're, you feel like you're having problems doing it, it's worth it to keep persevering. Yep. And if only there was a little blue pill against racism. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think that's my takeaway. <laughs> that's our next T-shirt. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> In, indeed. <laughs> uh, Danny Blue, you got more to say about Apache Chief? Ah, now what else can be said? I mean, he didn't have a long run unfortunately and uh because of the way that he was brought out they didn't they didn't like dc was like eh, maybe we won't bring him into the comic books maybe we'll just leave him where he is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow well mr deuce i'll give you the option do you want me to go next or do you want to go next i can i can go if you're if you're fine but you can... Which, whatever you want man it's your it's your choice it's your show deuce's choice you, it's your, it's your, sh- you're, you're the host with the mostest of the ghost. That- <laughs> oh my Dude. God! Just go, go Danny. <laughs> go Danny. <laughs> so my choice for tonight is an error, also from the DC uh, universe. He's the next to the throne. He is Damian Wayne. Oh really? Oh, his mother, Talia is. Arab, so he's half Arab. That's a stretch. I'm going with it, though. No, that's fair. I think that's fair. All right. He's the man to inherit to be the demon, to inherit being Batman, kind of combine the two to take the League of Shadows and and bring Ra's al Ghul's vision into the future with the morality of Bruce Wayne, but the ruthless and cunningness of Roz. And yeah, he's my pick. I think Damien, um, introduced by Grant Morrison in the early 2000s. Um, I just liked this character because I hated him so much at the beginning because <laughs> he was raised as a prince. So he had like no moral compass or understanding of like what's right and what's wrong because. Anything he did was right because he was just natured that way. He was groomed that way. And so he has that weird, violent innocence to him where where either when Dick Grayson as Batman or Bruce would be mentoring him and they would give him some advice, he'd be like, oh, so you don't kill people that way. (laughs) Okay. No. No, we don't. Didn't know. Okay. We don't don't do that here. You don't torture (laughs) captives. Oh. I mean, you get results, but I mean, if that's if we don't do that, then I I guess like 
but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think one of the, the problems with a lot of like the different like diversity quotients is like Damian Wayne is a dick. You know what I mean? Is a and like when you like, like I, I totally like I was like okay I'm like you know with uh with his heritage with his mom and everything like yeah he is Arab and that's that's important as long as as long as people are like cognizant like you know when you're sometimes the the bad guys like you know being the people of color can be problematic and I don't think that's the case with Damien but yeah I'm just like oh as long as as long as we're not saying like all Arab people are villains and and dickish well no. <laughs> But as as we saw with uh, we had another character who was Arabic, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Dust. Uh, Dust. Yeah. See, see, Dust is amazing. She's absolutely incredible. Like her powers, her her demeanor. Mm-hmm. They're not all they're not all douchebags. Obviously, it's well, just Damian well. Wayne. He happens to be a major. He's a giant dick. He's a super douche. But he's not an <laughs> asshole. That's it. He's he's kind of an asshole. But he's not an asshole. He's a dick, and dicks can sometimes be assholes. But he's not an asshole. Like he's trying to be more like his father in the example that Bruce leads for him. So he's he shows that he could be good and leave kind of like the bad stuff behind mm-hmm. when you're raised with a good uh, mentorship. Nurture, not nature. Thank you. There you go. Right, with the same right. high five. And I mean, you know, his his dad is Batman, so like, you know, when he's trying not to be a dick and he's following the example of his dick father, like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's trouble. And uh, you know, hopefully, like, actually, like when they, I've seen some of those future comics where he ends up like being like the devil Batman. Oh which yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, That's so I dig that. Right on. That's actually uh it's a pretty good segue like talking about like an Arab character Danny because uh my character I I'm, I'm not I'm going to profess I'm not an expert on him but uh it was somebody who I was expecting Blue to bring up earlier to be honest and maybe it's on your list and I apologize Blueif but uh a Lebanese Arab and Muslim character and a Green Lantern to boot let's talk about That's Simon right. Baz. Ah Simon Baz is so cool. Yeah so I mean, of course, he's he's paired up with another character that might might show up. I won't uh, name drop uh, her yet, but um, yeah, he's he's really really interesting because in his history, you know, it has to do with like him being an Arab American, like living in Michigan, like during the nine eleven attacks. You know, that is that's part of his history, mm-hmm. and just like you know how he how he gets uh, wrapped up, you know with the black hand and then like the Templar guardians and all that stuff. Like it's, it's pretty interesting. And I, I, I dig, like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like why he wears like the Lucha Libre looking mask. You know what I mean? And I think it's so people, I don't know. He just believes in like actually hiding his, uh, his, his identity. Well, the big like, thing is that like each of the suit, whenever the, the ring goes onto you, it takes on a personal suit. Like, I don't know how exactly it works, but it it changes to like the person. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, why. It, that's why. What's his guy Gardner has that stupid jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and the bull, and the bull cut. Well, the bull cut was his own stupid fault, but the fucking jacket came from the. Yeah, you, you gotta take it easy on guy. I hear some uh, some vitriol there. 
Uh, Guy Gardner's a dick too. He's a him and him and Damian played darts every Friday. Yeah, for reals. <laughs> Why does I mean play darts? Do dicks play darts? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sort of what jumped up, but uh, you know, I think uh, I think Simon Baz is really interesting because you know his selection. Like if I remember right, like Sinestro had something to do, and like his selection as a lantern, which is very interesting. And of course, he he pals around with another person, but he's he's really he's he's very he's not mouthy like a lot of the other lanterns. Like he's very reserved. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's the uh, the powerful, quiet guy. Yeah. And was he a Red Lantern at one point? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just I think he's a he's a very interesting lantern, and he's newer. I mean, Jeff Johns. This is 2012. So I mean, granted, that's eight years now, but. He's he's one of the new because there's so many freaking human lanterns it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I think he's a really interesting character and you know for for people looking for representation like he's a lantern that still exists like right now, and if you're if you're Arab or Lebanese or whatever like you know he he's right there and he's pretty cool like I like his I like his look, and uh, whenever I find him in comics I I like what he what he comes up with and uh like it's pretty awesome too he like can translate like every single language so i don't know i, I dig him you guys got thoughts I, I i like him um i will uh, i'm i'm really glad that you actually brought him up because i was gonna bring up uh his partner um in crime <laughs> not not in crime uh his partner <laughs> his green lantern partner his, his fellow space cop um but yeah, he's he's definitely like the more reserved of the duo. Yeah, and like of course with the well, you're gonna go next, so maybe you can just talk about them next. But uh, like, yeah, I think I think he's a good counterpoint to that person. You know what I mean? As they as they face their demons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Do you wanna? Do you just wanna go blue and bring up the next person that we've been like talking around the edges of? <laughs> yeah, why not? So uh, I had. Plan on bringing one of the other uh, super friends in, but this is a good segue into Jessica Cruz. That's her name, is Jessica Cruz. She is a Green Lantern, and she has that really cool. I I like the fact that she has this. It's um the Green Lantern symbol over like one of her eyes, and mm-hmm. I think that's uh I think that's pretty rad, actually. Um, she is actually not only uh, Mexican American, but she's also Honduran, which is really awesome, and uh, she. Lives in Portland, Oregon, which is um, pretty rad of her as well. But the the fact is is that she is definitely um, the more boisterous of the two, the more go get them, <laughs> I guess you could say. She is she's a little more hot headed than uh, Simon, which is yes. pretty cool. I I really like her for that. She's just she's always ready to put a fist in somebody's face. <laughs> she definitely is. Yep. I, I like the two of them because like they are like a duo like you really can't think of one of them without the other. Yeah, they're they work they just work so well together. And when they first came out, I was very happy. I was like, ooh, two new lanterns from Earth. That's crazy. Right. Uh, <laughs> Instead of too many Spider Man, it's too many lanterns. <laughs> yeah, but I like that about the lanterns. The lanterns are cool that way. I wish um uh Marvel would do more with the Nova Corps in that way. You know what I mean? Have a couple more Nova Corps members from Earth. That would be rad. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think Jessica's super cool because, like, she really does have to deal with fear. Yeah, she does. Definitely. And, 
yeah, like you know, that's uh, it makes for it makes for really interesting because you know that you know Green Lantern and dealing with everything with like the Yellow Lanterns. Like I don't know, I just I dig that, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, having having Simon Baz as a counterpoint to like balance her out, like it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's well written. Yeah, I always is, enjoy their stories. What about Danny? You you like the lanterns? You got you got thoughts? Um, I don't know too much about these lanterns. Uh, I'm not really caught up with the Green Lantern lore, so I'm not too familiar with uh, either of those two choices. They visually look rad. Um, I always like the how Blue mentioned the the kind of the symbol over the eye. Um, for Jessica. Yeah, for Jessica because that old yeah. personality. Uh, the Lucha mask was confusing because I did think that uh, Baz was a Mexican or at least Latin heritage due to the mask. Right. <laughs> that he wasn't. So uh, yeah. if you're not familiar with the read, it, it could be a little misleading, but um, they both look dope. Um, I think Earth has enough fucking Green Lanterns, in my personal opinion. But yeah, <laughs> they only had like four and now they got six. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> they only had four. Like, uh, like Jessica. I, I mean, there's really interesting stuff. I know, like at one point, like she had difficulty with her constructs, and oh, like yeah. Simon mm-hmm. Baz helped her like get through that. But then, like, there's there's some comics where she just wielded in a shotgun because she's like a <laughs> she's like a survivalist, and like 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 Blue was saying, she's just ready to like kick ass, take names, and chew bubble gums. And Lord help you if she's out of bubble gum. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like Earth in the DC universe is like Robocop's Detroit. Like it's so fucked up that they just like just keep adding more lanterns into the sector because this sector is just fucking violent. And just- well, let's be honest. As soon as they found out like what was going on Earth, the the Guardians were like, yeah, we should probably pick a couple more because even one of our our better ones, like when Hal turned evil. Earth doesn't have a very good track record if we're looking at it. Well, yeah, and I think Ganthet even at one point said, like, humans make the best lanterns. Yeah, although I do like Tomar Ray's race. I, I wish I could freaking remember what the heck they were called, but we're not doing aliens. We're not, if, we're not if, only, if only there was an internet machine that could answer that question for you. <laughs> I know, right? It's really annoying. Ugh. <laughs> you going to sleep? I, how do how do people ever find out anything? <laughs> ah, Zudarian. That's his race. He's a Zudarian from the planet Zudar. <laughs> and it's it's Tomar hyphen R E, like when you're looking it up, so Correct. Yeah. He's Tomar the race. the bird beak guy. Yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah. Love him. Nice. He's very yeah. old. He is very old. Yeah, and he uh, he was one of the lanterns assigned to Krypton. That he was. He yeah. he is actually the reason why there is green kryptonite. Yeah, that yeah. bastard. <laughs> he tried. He tried so hard to keep that planet together for as long as he could to try to make sure that people got off, and and he just didn't have enough power. Poor guy. Yeah. He feels so like bad about it. <laughs> It's it's okay. We'll forgive Tomar Ray and uh, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. Like I di- I dig them. Like I'm, like I said, because you're such a Green Lantern guy, I'm surprised. Like it took took this long to like get them into the into the roster of the 78 heroes. And yes, Danny, I'm including Starscream, so it's 78, not 77. You mother trucker. 
<laughs> Although it should be Wait. 70s. 77, so I could be like, in the spirit of the 77, we continue. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon? What? Wait till I bring in Rocket Raccoon. Oh, you dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, what's your, who's, who's your next hero? Rocket, no. Um, so my next hero, crossing the street, I'm leaving the distinguished competition, heading over to the Marvel factory, and my next hero is... I think a little bit deep of a cut. He's one of my favorite of the three, of the Warriors three, Hogan the Grim. Ooh, nice. Hogan is dope. Hogan. Nice. I love Hogan. Brad. Good pick, dude. That, that, I'm, a, I'm a little mad at myself as much as I love Thor for not, uh, for not like, yeah, good, good Hell job. Hell yes, good job. You know, him being Mongolian descent, mm-hmm. Amongst the Asgardians, top, one of the top three fighter or four fighters, because we're going to cl- include Lady Sif. Yeah. But the Warriors three, the, Jason Aaron really blew fresh breath of life into these characters and Volstag and Fendrill and just made them great companions to Thor. Obviously, not Thor's equal because Thor's a freaking demigod, but, and, you know, Odin's son. But these guys. With Hogan, just go around fighting and messing things up. I think visually he stands out from all of them because everyone has kind of um, more European style outfits. And then there's Hogan with like straight furs, fucking wielding a maze, just not giving a fuck. Fu Manchu, um, you know, great fighter. Uh, going back to, was it Sabaz? Sabaz? Just kind of quiet, keeps himself, just all business. Um, I was really excited that they include him into the, the Thor franchise movies up until uh, Ragnarok, which was unfortunate. Joe. Uh, <laughs> I've already watched it twice this week. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm, I wish they would have done more with the Warriors 3 into those movies but again you know the first two felt like they didn't really know what they were doing with the franchise um so hopefully maybe we can see it rebirth into these characters uh but yeah hogan the grim i i love because you mentioned hogan and because uh because i recently watched ragnarok twice in one day uh <laughs> like long story short but just the world is stressful and somebody pointed out like if you're feeling stressed just watch something you've watched a hundred times have it in the background it rewires your brain because you're not expecting anything new and it like calms you down and shit that works yeah (laughs) and uh and literally i commented on the person's post ragnarok it is (laughs) and uh you said hogan and i was like whoever you are Whoever I am, haven't you been listening to anything I was saying? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> so, oh man, he's so good. Uh, yeah, it's just a great choice. Like, I love him. He's connected to like Mogul of Mystic Mountain. And I think I even heard like someone once told me like Stanley, you know, when he was created in the 60s, he they thought he was going to like be an analog for like Charles Bronson style characters. Oh, I solely see that. Yeah, so like he's just he's rad. Like the Warriors three period are rad, you know. Uh, Fantrell the dashing and Volstag the valiant. Like it, it's, they're just great. 
and I and I agree. I like what Jason Aaron has done to like flesh them out, and uh, he's he's great. I mean, he's a he's an Asian analog, even though I don't think he's actually like uh, or he's not from Earth. He's mm-hmm. just he's like the Asian race of the Asgardians, I guess. Mm-hmm. Asia, but, <laughs> Asia, Asia Guardians, <laughs> Asperg. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, yeah, my choice. He's, He's really great because he's got a he's got that Hun look to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I like him. I like him a bunch. It's a good good choice, Mister Danny. I am so fucking pissed because Why? I love, 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 love. They're my favorite Asgardians, the Warriors Three. Yes. And Hogan is like my favorite dude of the Warriors Three. And I didn't fucking think of it, Danny, you bastard. <laughs> I'm so pissed at myself for for not bringing him up earlier because Hogan is the man. He is so freaking cool. Yeah, uh, he's he's definitely one of those heroes that like I'm I'm ashamed that he wasn't in like the previous like four or five episodes. Yeah, for reals. Yeah, he's really good. And that uh that's a segue to me uh, a character that. Literally the other day I was thinking about like, are there any diverse heroes that like I, I really think are pretty cool that I haven't mentioned? And once again, this isn't a character that that I know like everything about. Um, they are they are newer, like 2015, so like you know five years ago. But this is somebody I'm just really surprised we didn't mention, and it is none other than Lunella Lafayette, Moon Girl. Moon Girl. Wow. That- yeah. That's deep. It, it's is it though? It's it's one of the most popular comics that like Marvel is like putting out. Like people love Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh yeah. And That's like, true. and it's neat because you know, of course, it starts off like Moon Boy, and they do the entire like gender flip. But she she's nine years old, African American mm-hmm. girl. Uh, she's an Inhuman. And, uh, like, literally so cool. Like, she's nine, and they have said that Moon Girl is the smartest character that exists in the Marvel Universe. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, like, it has come out that she is, like, number one, even above, like, Reed Richards. That's great. And, uh, I mean... That makes me happy. What's not to love about freaking Devil Dinosaur? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Literally, if you have no interest in Moon Girl, like, when you check it out and you see her, like crazy like inspector gadget style like adventures with with devil dinosaur it's just fun like you know of course this goes you know the character goes back to moon boy with jack kirby but like yeah it's just it's it's silly like it's just great like it's it's lovely and like having a nine-year-old like running around the marvel universe like creates some like zany adventures with but because dinosaur. huh with well yeah but but the dinosaur is great because that gives the connection to the Savage Lands, which is always fun adventure, you know. Oh, and of then, course. Yeah. Like because she's an Inhuman, like that that ties into everything going on there. I think she was involved when there was like the Terrigen bomb, um, and then there's the Nightstone and like yeah, and plus but she has a laboratory and she does science, and and yeah, she's like she's this this childlike super intelligence in a world of of often terrible adults and uh it's it's fun yeah 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 so what a good like, one. Ba- what, like i think isn't her and he, her power is basically she can switch consciousness with devil dinosaur 
I, I think they're cerebrally linked. Like they have a special connection. I think Devil yeah. Dinosaur isn't even from the Savage Land. I think he's from like a different dimension. Yeah, but she through like she does Terragenesis, and it's like she doesn't change in any way. She just becomes like psychically linked to Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, which and, is uh, yeah, and she has like adventures with like Captain Marvel and Hulk and 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 yeah, it's just it's just pretty great. Like she she adds fun to it. It's sort of along the lines of like uh you know squirrel girl like silly and and silly but uh but fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she's the sort of character like you can give to like you know if you have daughters or like you know nieces or whatever like you can just pass off like Lunella to them and like it's it's just a lot of fun and you're not worried about like you know sex drugs and rock and roll I suppose unless <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of thing you want you want and then, like she was in the entire like Monsters Unleashed storyline which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I just think uh, I think I think she's cool and like she's also connected to like a bunch of other like diverse like cool girls of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. But I, I dig her and I, I'm just surprised like you know when I thought about it I was like oh man I can't believe I didn't like Moon Girl's just fun it's like one of those like when I when I talk to my daughter like have you ever heard of Moon Girl? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <laughs> and of course my kids like Sailor Moon Girl and I'm like no Moon no. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, <laughs> we haven't. There's been no no manga, no, no manga talk here. But yeah, mm-hmm. I are you guys you guys yeah. familiar with have feelings about the Moon Girl? Yeah, Moon Girl is absolutely ho- one. Not only is she super smart, um, hanging out with uh, uh, Devil Dinosaur and all, but she's actually really funny. Like if you read some of the books, she's got some great one-liners. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's definitely a hero for the people. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, super snarky. Like this is a great fun pool. She is a just oh yeah fun character. Really innocent, really sassy. Like this is a solid, real deep cut for you, Joe. Which is really uncharacteristic of you. So I'm really interested to see what else you have. See, I don't think like she's that deep just because she's so popular amongst like a, a certain sect of people. You know? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess. But yeah, it was just like I thought about it and I was like, oh, man, I'm like, Moon Girl fits this bill. So, yeah, more nine year olds. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. All right. So, Blue, follow follow that. Why don't you? Jeez. OK, uh, I was going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm bringing up Nico Minoru, a Japanese American hero from The Runaways. Ooh. Okay. Good pull. She, she is pretty rad. Um, she mm, reminiscent. She is very much a. Who can I equate her to? Like she is almost like um. Rita Repulsa. Black, no, she's almost like uh. In terms <laughs> Did you of say like Rita Repulsa. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. She is uh, no, she is a witch, and she kind of has a staff that kind of looks like Rita's uh, staff. But uh, <laughs> because if you know the the history behind the Runaways, is the Runaways are a group of hero children that are the kids of supervillains, and uh, her parents are like really tied into this dark cult of like dark wizards that go up against um, like. Uh, Doctor Strange and Brother Voodoo and all these people. Um, she happens to be the daughter of one of them, and she tries to use her powers for good. 
but she is in in her um, character very much kind of like a, a Black Widow type character where she just like she tries because she's still a teenager, obviously. So she gets very hormonal and she'll get mad. But like <laughs> she's a kid that that happens. But at the same time, she tries to keep it together for the like the rest of the team. You know what I mean? So she does go through a lot of one. She's been very traumatized through all the fucking bullshit that she's been through with uh, all the magic and literal demons that she's had to get over and stuff like that. But uh, on top of that, she also tries like she really cares for the rest of her team. And I think she's a really good example of a young leader in training. Yeah, Nico's Nico's dope. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you had your runaways pull from the last list, I was like, oh, here we go. We're gonna have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not all. They're not all something. You know what I mean? I mean, everything I know about about Nico comes from the TV show because I've I've only read like one or two of like the comics from from that. But uh, I know like G Willow Wilson is doing stuff with her now. Um, so she's like she's not just in the runway; she's in the all-female Avengers, the A Force stuff going on. Oh, that's cool. That's rad. And I know like her staff of one is like a really interesting like you know way for like her magic, you know, because once it's a one and done. Once she uses a word, then she has to figure out a new way to say it. Yeah, exactly. So and and I don't know, in the, but is she is she lesbian in the comics or is that the television show only? No, it's also in the comics. Okay, nice. Yeah, I think uh, I like her her goth dress style, and I think she I think she's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's pretty rad. She's been around for a bit. Yeah, she's been around since the early two thousands. Yeah, I mean Brian K. Vaughn, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, I mean you're right. <laughs> yeah, but back before uh, Mr. Vaughn was decided to break off and do his own things because he doesn't need no Marvel. Of course not. <laughs> Who does? You don't need no. <laughs> Yeah, but Nico Nico's cool. I dig it, and uh, I liked I like you know the way she was represented in the TV show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Solid, cool. Yeah, man, it's it's good stuff, Mister Blue. Yay, <laughs> Danny, what you got? All right, so my next choice um, is actually a compatriot to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Hey, hey, staying there, a fellow Inhuman. Um, except my character, this is a stretch, so shoot me down if you don't agree, because there's no mention of her ethnicity in the comics, but when they did her live action, they made her half Asian, and I'm talking about Daisy Johnson's Quake. Okay. Wait, I don't actually know. I I haven't heard of Quake in a long freaking time. Oh, bro, Quake? Is an alpha level, or well, she used to be a mutant, and then when Fox and Marvel were going through the little hubbub, they made her an inhuman to keep the rights to her because of the show. Mm-hmm. But she's alpha level power, power, <laughs> okay, um, or soup. Like she essentially can manipulate frequencies to con- cause earthquakes. Now. Mm-hmm. This makes her extremely deadly because she was one of Mick Fury's right-hand top assassins because she could just walk up to somebody, make a finger gun, and boom, earthquake in the heart. No, just heart attack. 
no evidence or fucking fails. You know, yeah, she, dude. She accompanied uh, Bucky when he took over for uh, Nick Fury after um, the the Lie series, Big Little Lies. What was it? The, I can't. No more sin. Original sin. So after original, original sin. Yeah, that was a long road I just traveled. That was. I got, <laughs> I got my steps in on that one. So so when after Nick Fury got uh, stationed and uh, onto the moon and he was stuck there as a new watcher. Uh, Bucky pick up the mantle of the Nick Fury to protect the Earth from all sorts of threats, and Daisy accompanied him because Daisy can fuck anything up with her fucking powers. Like she is extremely strong. Um, she is a force to be dealt with. She continues to be top of the leaders of the Secret Warriors and other other groups. She she's a legit badass. I love. The, the representation they did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I really hope they, they bring it into the new Marvel television that they're starting because she is a solid, powerful character. Holy crap. I just found out that her dad was Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah, yeah. And her father was Mr. Hyde. Yeah, that's right. Dude, name. that's crazy. Mr. Hyde is a very old, like, 60s villain of, like, Spider-Man. And it, it's literally like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. And he called himself Hyde. But he he is strong. Like, almost Hulk-level strong, this dude. Yeah. And yes. uh, that's crazy. And wow. they did it on the show. Like, they had Mr. Hyde on the really? show. Mm-hmm. And oh, they that's did cool. And I think they did it pretty well. I don't, I don't, Blue, I know you saw it. This was going I back to see it. season I didn't two. I did the show. I'm sorry, Joe. This is going back to, like, season two, but, like, yeah, they had Mr. Hyde and the reveal of, you know, Daisy's character and who, who her origins and, you know, her getting her powers and becoming inhuman. But, yeah, Daisy Johnson is... Yeah, Daisy Johnson's great. And, like, uh, like when she first came out, I think, uh, I, as according to the wiki, like, they wanted her to be, like, an Angelina Jolie-style, like, character... But I know recently when I've seen her in comics, or at least within the last year, now they're modeling the character after Chloe Bennett from mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. And I, I like that, you know, she is she is a member of S.H.I.E.L.D., an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you will. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, they did a really amazing job with her, like, in the TV series. And, like, it's always always great when she shows up. And, like, yeah, with the Secret Warriors and all them, like, that's that's pretty great, you know. And, like, she's still, like, with Maria Hill, like, being so hated now. Uh, she's still like connected there, and then of course with the stuff with uh, Nick Fury and AIM, like she's she's a solid pull. Yeah, dude. and I, th- I think in the comics now they're they're treating her as an Inhuman as well. Like that's sort of just been like you know, like something that is. Yeah. 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 But uh, I I think uh, that's a that's a really good choice. I I dig Quake a lot, mm. and of course in Agents of Shield, probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. Chloe Bennett is is a very amazing actress. Very talented. Very, <laughs> very talented. So does that mean it's my turn? Yes, yeah, sir. man. So prepare yourself, Danny. There, this is my deep pull, and this this comes from uh Wait, my this oldest deep pull. What? This is your. De- it wasn't Moon Girl your deep pull. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Prepare yourself. I, we're about to go real deep. 
I was having a, a, a conversation with, with my oldest, who is a, a fan of certain comics, got me reading uh, the, the new Doom Patrol and also why I read, um, not Umbrella Academy, uh, what is it, uh, the the one where there's the school of assassins and anyways. Yeah, Deadly what? Class. Deadly yeah, class. Deadly Class, yeah. Got me reading that, like, like, like some of the edgier fare. But also enjoys a, uh, a a character, unbeatable Squirrel Girl, who of course uh, doesn't doesn't originate in her own title, but really popular from uh, the, the worst superhero team ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh the man. Great Lakes Avengers. They're so bad. <laughs> yeah, they're so bad. However, uh, there is a character in an unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, created by Ryan North and Erica Henderson, uh, that that shows up. And and not only is Asian American, but also is a trans man. And I am talking about Koi Boy. And Boy and if, Boy. Yeah, and Boy is spelled B O I the way yep. uh, a lot of a lot of trans people do, and has has been seen with a binder, which is uh, definitely a reality for many trans men. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he he also hangs out with Chipmunk Hunk, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, unbeatable squirrel girl is just all sorts of wild, but uh, yeah, Koi Boy, like bringing there's there's not that much to to say about him because uh, you know we're unraveling the things you know we know transgender and the binder and it showed up with Chipmunk Hunk, but uh, there's not that much because there's a lot more they can do with the character, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's really really freaking cool that that these. Uh, you know, artists working on on Squirrel Girl like made sure like they they went full on with a a trans man in a in an orange shirt who talks to fish, <laughs> and uh, his real name is is Kenshiga, and uh, I just I think it's really really cool like that especially because like younger kids are reading this because Squirrel Girl definitely like speaks to a younger audience and just normalizes like these differences in diversity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I are you fam- are you familiar with Koi Boy Blue? No, but when you uh, yes and no. So yes, because I know of the character because I have been talked to about the character before. No, because I'd never read the character myself. So right. I don't like to say that you're yeah, unfamiliar with the character if I haven't read anything about them. But uh, I do know of the character, and I, mean, I think a- I think he's pretty rad. There's a really great panel because after after my oldest mentioned it, it's a uh, greedy citizen. I am Koi Boy, defender of New York and protector of the scales of justice. <laughs> <laughs> and li- and literally, Chipmunk Hunk is there. Is like, and I'm Chipmunk Hunk, defeater of punks and other junk. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, and I don't. I mean, you know, if you're like, are, who's who's a transgender superhero? And while I'm not, you know. I don't know enough about Lord Fanny to like do do them justice, mm-hmm. but uh, other than Lord Fanny and maybe like probably like somewhere in Asgard or one of the scrolls, but I can't I can't think of a name right off the top of my head. But uh, it's it's pretty rad. I think uh, I think it's neat. Unsinkable Koi Boy. What <laughs> <laughs> it says. He's also known as Captain Crime Hater. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome. He is he is awesome, and I want like now I just want to read like everything and see what else people can do with with them. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, when you're hanging around with like with the character that like has attack squirrels, like. <laughs> I mean that's a the that's I I didn't 
I didn't read too far into the books because it, it kind of started when I kind of faded. But that Squirrel Book, Squirrel Girl book is actually pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything with Squirrel Girl is super fun. I just read a page of um, Koi Boy talking with Spider-Man, and it's hilarious. Very because nice. Koi, Boy, Koi Boy is talking to Spider-Man. Spider-Man, he's like, wait, so you're telling me you want me to find out where the pollution, like this pollution thing is coming from? He's like, yeah. So you want me to talk to the fish, which means I have to get into the water. And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, that's your area of expertise, isn't it? And he's like, the poison water. The water that's poison. You want us all to die. And he was like, well, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound that great, but I figured you could figure it out. I mean, <laughs> you're the mighty koi boy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I dig the character. And, and like I said, this isn't somebody who was like on my radar, but of course, because I care about my oldest and like, you know, the, the representation of like more than just LGBTQ+, but like non-binary and like trans and all that. I was like, oh, that's neat. That's, that's pretty rad. Wow. Yeah, it's sort of a... I don't know. There, I can actually. I, I I thought of a trans hero off the top of my head, but I don't want to steal from Danny's list, so I'll stop. <laughs> All so, yours. Uh, what's what's up? What's next, Mister Blue? Okay. Uh, this is this character. I don't think I brought up before. I think we mentioned him a couple times, but we didn't actually like bring him up as a character. But um, he is a member of the New Gods from DC Comics, and it's the Black Racer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Shut up. He's awesome. He's a he's a deity of death. Because he has fucking skis. You know what he doesn't look like? <laughs> yes. He looks like he's <laughs> been for the month and teach skiing to teach. Hey, respect the skis, all right? He was created by Jack Kirby, who also created the Silver Surfer. Yeah, but Silver Surfer is aptly named Silver Surfer. It's not the called Black Skis. He's called Black Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's super fast. Like, super fast. He has, like, an ugly-ass helmet, too. Yes. I mean, if we're, if we're going by that Silver Surfer thing, maybe he should be the Black Slalomer. No. <laughs> he's, he's the Black Racer, and he's awesome. He's immortal. I mean, to to a point, as long as you don't kill him, he's got dement. He can travel through dimensions. He can nice become intangible. <laughs> intangible. Yes, he's got skis, but stop laughing at him. He's cool. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Okay. I mean, he is a he was a Vietnam vet and then became a freaking god of death. He's fucking awesome. They even try to redo him for the new 52, making him look like Iron Man, but he still looks ridiculous with his fucking skis. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with the black race. <laughs> I mean, there there is the nice connection there with, like, as the, the paralyzed, like, Vietnam vet. Like, that. me and Danny can get down with that. We're both vets. Yeah. yeah. What I can't get with is that costume. <laughs> <laughs> What's... Even great because you look at like images of Black Racer, and in a lot of them he's blue. So, but because he because he's an African American man, you're like, oh, that's a little on the nose. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. It's the new gods. The new gods have like they're really cool, and then they have their their different stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then there's blue Black Racer. I like the black racer. I don't care what you do. Did you say blue black slalomer? <laughs> no. I don't even know what I'm saying. 
No, Black Racer is cool. That's that's a good choice. I mean, uh, he races my my boy Barry. Mm-hmm. So and uh, I think he races uh, Wally West too. Yeah. So the the skis are unfortunate. Like you know, <laughs> by the Whatever. time by the time they had committed to the look, it just is what it is. Like that that's what he looks like. To blame the great late great Jack Kirby. He was I mean, designer. At, at least he's not saddled with a name like Major Disaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, there, Blue, there, Danny, there is a major, there's a major disaster. He's an alcoholic. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Me. Or, or, or the Manitou Raven. <laughs> like you know, they can't all be. You, you can't all be hippo. The what? Hippo the hippo. Yeah, they can't all be Superman. Well, whatever. Why did, why did they like just it. call him like Death? Oh. Death by slalom. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, Blue, we're, we're just teasing. Tell us why he's so great. Because, like, well, one, he's a, a war veteran, right? And then on top of that, when he, when, uh, when Darkseid had come to the Earth and had started bringing out all the fucking, you know, bullshit of the new gods and, and really fucking up Superman and all that, this guy just was, like, told, hey, I am a god, and he's like, "Oh, so you are," and and the because it was the source, right? And the source is like, "I need you to know that you're the next in line to become, um, basically death." And he's like, "Word," and it was like, "Yeah." So it gave him the powers, and he was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, skis," and he was down. <laughs> Stop laughing at me, you bastard! I got I got something in my throat. Go continue. Anyways. He's he's really cool because despite the fact that he is deaf, like he understands his role in everything. You know what I mean? So he doesn't go out of his way to like try to kill people, even though he is um, technically like um, attached to Necron. Um, Necron being like the ultimate death creature of the DC universe and the originator of the Black Lantern rings. Um, he is like attached to him but at the same time he is much more um he has a soul basically he he is like the soul of death yeah and that's cool I mean, yeah i mean he can't be as cool as death in the marvel universe you know what i'm saying well yeah she's hot yeah but, i mean in final crisis i think his look was was pretty okay like his his ski poles look like skites and like his his skis were more like boots like fancy yeah. boots um, and then, like, recently in DC, they did some pretty cool stuff with, like, the anti-life equation and him and Darkseid, which I thought was pretty righteous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's, he's a good pull. He, yeah. he, deser- he deserves a place. Question. What? Who who would win in a fight? Black Racer? <laughs> I was going to make a skiing joke, but I'm not going to do it because I'm a, I'm a bigger man than that. Black Racer or the Spectre? Oh, actually, that's really rough because the specter is the right hand of god and this guy is like god with a little g <laughs> so i would say the specter yeah i would have to agree yeah i mean in just in just straight costume specter <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so mean <sighs> i mean i mean so, like, Danny was gonna be like who would win in a fight the black racer or, or Sonny Bono. 
And the answer is obviously Black Racer because he knows how to ski. Yeah. Only, but yeah. he only comes out during the winter months. Like in the summer, he's just like chilling back he in. He comes out at all times. He's always there. Yeah. <laughs> Blue, don't get mad. He's oh, now, now Danny's going to give his next hero and you can make fun of him. I will. So, so my next hero, um, shoot me down. Feel free. Uh, I'll be fine. Uh, this hero suffers from all sorts of post-traumatic and mental instabilities, but yet he's such a fucking badass. He's so regal. He is the one and only king of Atlantis, Namor. Namor. Namor, yes, sir. Um, in the last issue, with the last iteration of, holy shit, what's the group that he fights with? Not the Liberators. Oh, God, I can't remember the name. Anyways, they redid the book with Bucky, Cap, Human Torch, and they're all trying to save Namor because Namor's going nuts, but Namor doesn't know why. And they find out that Namor was suffering greatly from PTSD from World War II, that he had Professor Xavier essentially erase his memory to cope with the the, the traumatic stress that he was dealing with, but doing so, it fucked made Namor up to the point where he had like dual personalities because Professor X, you can't trust him to do shit because Professor X is a bigger piece of shit than Black Racer. That's, but that that's a shitty way of saying that. But yes, Professor X is a piece of shit. Trash, trash. But um, yeah. But Namor, outside of that, fucking is. A king, a true king, onto the level next to T'Challa. The, the man is strong. The man is unforgiving. He will do whatever he needs to do to protect his people of Atlantis. I think Namor is a top contender for uh, my pick for diversity. He's also a mutant. Yes, sir. He's not the first mutant, but yes. No, but he is a mutant. Yeah. Yes, he is a mutant. So there was a period of time where they were saying he was the first mutant, right? Until they were like, no, it's a, it's like Apocalypse. Or no, it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy the guy that looked like Ivan Ooze in the X-Men movie. Yeah, the other, <laughs> other dude. Apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Amor McKenzie. So who would win in the fight? Ivan Ooze or Black Racer? Black Racer. Uh, Danny... Let it be. Definitely Black Racer. Let me get the rug. I'm going to put it under. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Namor. I, th- I just think he's badass. He's a fucking straight pimp. His game is so strong that Sue Summer... Not Summer. Yeah, Summer. Sue Storm left her deadbeat husband to be his fine number two for a long time. And oh, did he treat her so good. So good. I mean, like, uh, like I, I like the whole PTSD angle. And, like, there's also, like, a, a really, like, so Namor, from what I know about him, like, he is he is pink skin, right, according to, like, the other Atlanteans, where most Atlanteans are blue skinned. So right. you actually have, like, this interesting, like, analog for, like, race relations based on skin color. Because, like, he had a tough time because he's a half breed. And and he's a pink skin, like that's what they call him, like amongst the blue skins. And like, it, it, 
you know, there's there's been some interesting stories like that have have tried to like touch on the the race stuff with that. Yeah, yeah. I actually really, um, to be fair, Namor is like one of my top. He would definitely be um, amongst my top heroes. Uh, I love Namor, and I don't think he was in my top ten only because I didn't think of him um, for some stupid stupid reason. Because Namor, <laughs> Namor has gone through. So much, um, and yeah, the the whole race thing is is a big deal for him because he is one of like three, I think, with his cousin Namorita being um, another one who has oh, skin like him. Namor. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so that you know, he just he has to deal with that constantly. And as the he is the leader, the king, and he has to constantly prove himself to his people. And he loves the. It, I I think it's a really great analog because he loves his country so much, and he does so much for it. And just because of the one thing he can't control, people freaking hate on him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think him adding him to the diversiverse is a good idea. Yeah. I, I dig it, Danny. Yeah. Well, on top of that, I I want to tell this story because Namor. There was one time where there was a bad thing going down, and Namor was like, "Hey, I need help." Uh, I'm going to find whoever can help me with this problem. Uh, like, I think it was one of his kids was like um, going ape shit and trying to start a coup. And he was like, well, I need to fucking squash this, but I'm going to need help, which he understands that sometimes he needs help. You know what I mean? He's a very smart guy. He's very prideful and a complete asshole, but, you know, he understands. So he went to the X Men Manor and he was flying there and Wolverine, like, smelled him from like a couple miles away and was like hell no no something so fishy yeah <laughs> and uh, so wolverine like met him on the roof and was like you're not getting down to uh these people unless you freaking fight through me and namor was like what are you talking about i i came here to speak and to seek help and he's like bullshit you you always come and blah 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 he goes Logan, please get out of my way. Otherwise, I'm going to go through you and get to where I need to go to go talk to people. He's like, try it. And Namor punched him so hard that Wolverine's like body collapsed into the concrete. And he was like, oh, Jesus, it's going to take me like a month to recover from this. He's like, good. You stay there and shut the hell up. I got stuff to do. <laughs> he left. It was great. That's a great and I loved it. Yeah, and I, I think like Namor, like even with like the PTSD stuff, he also like has like manic depression. Oh yeah, he does. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's yeah, you know, been alive for a long time. He's got a lot of you know the whole racism thing. He trying to keep whenever he tries to fall in love, he gets fucked, <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I, I I like that, Danny. Good job. Yeah. All right, so my next hero, uh, not as not as deep a pole as as Koi Boy, <laughs> but uh, this sort of this this uh, this comes on the heels of uh, you know recently like uh, my friend Angela posted about Marvel is doing like the Indigenous Voices comics, and like it's it's really neat like different artists and different writers from like different tribes in America. And uh, one of one of the heroes that is getting a story, which is actually drawn by the niece of a, a professor from my school, um, is Echo. They're telling a story for Echo. 
and and I I think you know Maya Lopez like is a is a really interesting character you know bringing in that that indigenous American representation. Uh, also, someone who appeared in Daredevil, of course, you know with Joe Casada um, drawing like someone I really like, and I I think you know also as a deaf superhero that's that's really it adds another element to it. And I, I, I like that instead of wearing a mask, she just has like a white hand on her face. Um, and, you know, she, she's, she's had a troubled past. She's worked for Kingpin. Um, but, I, I you know, I just think uh, Echo is a, a pretty dope. And, like, you know, if you like Daredevil, like Matt Murdock, like really sort of like an analog, but a lot less white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen, and then you have, like, the deaf uh, mercenary, if you will. Yep. I don't know how to how to say it better, but uh, really, really neat hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I I believe she's deaf and mute. Okay. Is she mute too? Mm-hmm. Is she mute? I think I don't she's, know if she's mute. I think she's both. She's deaf and mute, but she has her powers. Her powers is she can mimic anybody's like fighting style, which is why she's given the name Echo. She used to be Ronin from the New Avengers. Right. Yeah. So she uh I think she was Echo first and then she becomes Ronin. Yeah, but no one knew she was Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. But she copied Daredevil's fighting style while she was Ronin, so everybody assumed that Ronin was Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean I just think like Maya Lopez is she's a she's a pretty freaking cool character. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's pretty rad. I think I think and, Nancy Coates is doing a good job with her on the current Captain America run. Oh, I'm I, I'm behind on that. Is it good stuff? Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I mean, Echo's. Oh, yeah, he's he's a great writer and he's doing brilliant stuff. But like, Echo's just such a phenomenal character. I, is isn't she a Brian Michael Bendis character? Um, Echo? No, because she goes back to Daredevil with like Casada. I think it's a uh, Mac or something that. Oh, okay, but mm-hmm. like. I think when they introduced her into the new Avengers during Brian Michael Bendis's run, after they revealed her as a uh, Ronin, I mean, she, she's, she's an awesome character and, and, you know, she, she doesn't communicate, but she, she could take on almost anybody. She's a super tough level, uh, hero. Yeah. And, she's, and she, she's also a concert level pianist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she can feel, she can feel the sounds. Yeah, and she's she's a ballerina, and you know, I mean, in World War Hulk, she defends Rick Jones. Yeah, Rick Jones. <laughs> and Rick Jones, Jones. And, you know, yeah, and and she's she's done all sorts of different stuff. Even showed up in Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I think I think it was like her and Moon Knight in a strip club. <laughs> Basically, so, I really yeah, so. <laughs> I really enjoy the fact uh, that not only that, but she has ties to um, Taskmaster because they both have like pretty much the same power of that photographic reflexes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it's a very interesting kind of duality between the two characters because here you can see somebody who is who was part of like an evil syndicate. And she was doing some pretty bad things, but then, you know, turned herself around. And uh, I think the Taskmaster should stay evil forever because I love him as a villain and he's great. Although he's Taskmaster has been used as like a a, a mercenary, like you know, 
for for the pursuit of good, I suppose. I oh know. yeah, as long as you're giving them money. <laughs> all, yeah. That's all it takes. Just give them. Oh, uh, you, you could be sense. like, hey, I want you, I want you to help us. We're gonna take on the aim people, and he'll be like, okay, uh, how much are you gonna give me? And they'll be like, we'll give you like a hundred million dollars, and he'll be like, done. I'll kill every single one of the aim agents. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa not kill, just take them out. He's like, so no kill. Oh, this is gonna be easier. <laughs> okay, and then he'll just do it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Just as long as you're giving him the cash, he's good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, who you got? Who you got next, Blue? I think we got time for each of us to toss uh, one more out into the ether. I'm gonna piss Danny off for making fun of. <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. I do. I'm bringing in Shatterstar. <laughs> I knew it. You fucking suck. He does not suck. <laughs> Shatterstar is fucking rad. Stupid dancing outfit. He's not even he's not even technically human. He was genetically engineered. He is but the reason why I brought him for the Diversiverse is because he used to be asexual. Um which is big. That's a big deal. And then there was um another guy Gosh, that, that, for some reason I can't remember his name right now. But he he, he kissed him, and all of a sudden, Ricky. now now he does have asex. He is no, gay. Now, <laughs> Richter. Yes, it was Richter. Yeah, and Richter. Uh, he was like, "Whoa, I like that." And uh, but Shatterstar, since frick, since they brought him out in the the X Force comics back in the early '90s, like this dude has been rad. He's got cool swords and he had this this long freaking hair tied up in a ponytail he was like the warrior guy of the team and he had like a black and white pants with a flowy shirt he, he freaking had awesome. the same outfit that madonna had in that one james bond movie whatever no he did not <laughs> chatterstar is freaking rad uh, and he wears that weird like Leather like football helmet from like the 1910s. Oh my God! No, it's not. It's a faceplate, man. It's a forehead <laughs> protector with a faceplate on it. And then his freaking swords don't even have blades. They're like rebar. Excuse me, they are blades. They're double blades on one hand. <laughs> so bad. Because he can parry with them. Even he can catch other swords sucks. with his sword and then parry them away. <laughs> Well, he's from the Mojoverse, right? Yes, that's where he was genetically created. Yeah. Oh, Mojoverse. Yeah. Mojoverse. Mojo Jojo. Jojo. Mojo is the worst. I hate that dude. Whenever I see him, oh, I just yeah. want to hurl. He is the worst. But not Shatterstar. Shatterstar is awesome. I know, like, Rob Liefeld really wanted him to be asexual and stay that way, and he's not terribly happy that it's gone away from that. Yeah. Which is a thing, you know what I mean? But, like, asexuality is a thing. And, like, I appreciated that about his character, too. But also, you know, having him have some character development and find himself, that's also a thing, you know? Life happens. Well, yeah, now he's uh, he's bisexual, he's polyamorous, like, mm-hmm. you know, so they're finding new ways to explore, you know, different representations. Yeah. And uh, he's got that really cool top knot, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. He's cool. I mean, it, what he's got like his mutant power is like controlling some electricity, and I think I even like at one point he was like dodging like point blank like shots from like weapons. 
Yeah, he was. Like you literally put the awesome. put the yeah, you put the gun up to his head and pull the trigger and he can dodge it. Yeah, he can also teleport with the the use of his swords too. Yeah, and he hung out with Danny's other favorite person, uh Longshot. Yep. Oh, please give me <laughs> Mojo World's good at producing awful heroes. Oh my gosh, whatever. (laughs) Shatterstar is awesome, and his his character is awesome. It's it's Peter David run of X Factor, where they made it the X Factor uh, investigators. He was a good character. Peter David really brought out the character of Shatterstar by dropping that ridiculous costume and making them more relatable and human. Yeah, I would okay. agree. I think it's great. Shatterstar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, uh, and, and you said, like, last episode, you were like, you said you were going to lead with Shatterstar. So I was like, man, he didn't, he hasn't mentioned Shatterstar yet. I was hoping. Hell yeah. <laughs> I thought you got uh, this guy. Yeah, I had to bring him out. You didn't have the grapes. All right, Danny. <laughs> Who you got next? So my next character is probably one of my favorite ethnic characters. We're, we're leaving the big two, and we're going into independence. Um, he's one of the characters I think many of us could relate to, being a nerd, uh, being an outcast, never fitting in, but yet when he got put into a situation, he became the hero. He became the person that you could rely on. You became the person that you can look up to, and that is Glenn from The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Interesting. That I is think... a comic book. That's a diverse verse. Is it Glenn Ree? I think it is. I yeah. Mean, it's Glenn. And and he's, you know, he and he had kind of, you know, he was invisible for his whole life. Um, he was just a pizza delivery boy when the apocalypse happened, and he kind of was good at ducking and jiving. And even when they translated his character into the show and they changed some things about him, he still became one of the most fan favorite characters because he was so genuine. He was so caring. And yet he would do anything for his people. He was so brave. Uh, There's nobody from Atlanta. And, you know, to up to the moment of his demise, demise and the fact that his character was so lovable and relatable that finally when when they killed him off in that book it was an event like people mourned it was and when it happened in the book and then when it happened again in the show like it hit you emotionally in the pages so i i, I he was always one of my favorite characters definitely one you can relate to um yeah Glenn. Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can get behind Glenn. <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah, I I, I think he, uh, he's probably like one of those characters that people don't think about, but like in the comics, like definitely like Asian representation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Takes place in the South. You don't, you don't expect that many ethnicities, but um, yeah, out of, I think, all the characters of the original characters, uh, crew of or the original characters of the walking dead i think glenn was far seated one of the best ones huh. yeah i dig that yeah man thank you thank I you thought, uh, i thought for sure i knew who your final guy was gonna be but uh i guess uh yeah yeah that works for me 
I dig it. Nice, nice. Yeah, he was, he's a great character. He will be missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Glenn, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, that. that's just, like, having read the comics and then, like, waiting for it in, like, the TV show. I'm like, oh, no. And then it's like, oh, good. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the show, they teased you like they weren't going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. Yeah, it was very tough. I think the comic was more brutal, but, like, still, it's all Daryl's fault. But we go to Walking Deuce later. <laughs> well, uh, I guess my, my final one, which is, is sort of, I guess, like a deep pull, but I don't know. Maybe not for, like, us, because we know the comics. Uh, but we're sticking with that uh, that Asian representation. We're going to go, uh, you guys familiar with uh, Maladi Kusuma? Mm. Oh. So we're going to talk about... Komodo. Oh, so, Komodo. Yeah, so the the second iteration of Komodo, but really goes back somebody who stole Dr. Connor's lizard formula mm-hmm. and then uh and when they administer it to themselves uh ends up uh with the ability literally Komodo like you she chops off an arm and it grows back. She like, she basically has like the better form of what the lizard was going for. Because she doesn't go fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. And, like, literally, like, she has a healing factor. Like, think Wolverine. But no, nobody knows what the extent of her healing factor is. Like, in seconds, like, she can regenerate lost limbs. Um, and then, of course, because it's a lizard formula, like, she has, like, the sharp claws and the, and the tail. And can, like, mm-hmm. transform between human and, like, lizard forms. Yep. Um, and, like, I, I think the biggest difference is, you know, where Dr. Connors just injects it. Like, it's actually a part of her DNA. Mm. And and while another another character that, that can be heroic, but also sometimes is not. Yeah. But I remember, like, in World War Hulk, like, her gang was going to fight the Hulk. And she's like, nope, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, she has, like, a connection to, like, Hardball. Um so yeah, and uh, I think uh, I think it's a an interesting interesting character. Like I like that connection to the lizard, and and everything that goes down, and you know involved in secret invasion, and like I said, hardball, uh, bad guy, no, bad guy. But uh, and then you know stuff goes <laughs> on in Madripoor. But uh, I think Komodo is is interesting, like like Blue was saying, because because of that you know difference in the connection to the Spidey villain, and and just be, you know we're talking heroes, but like representation. Sometimes if all you see is representation in a villain, that's important too. That's yeah, that's also true. Yeah, and I I just think it's it's neat, like the the whole healing factor, and like has the tail, and whenever people whenever she's drawn like in like the comics, it's always cool. You know, and and also just a smart cookie, like because you know, like skill in chemistry and like you know genetics is able to like, you know, perfect like Dr. Connor's formula. Yeah. Well. Sort of. Well, unquote perfect, but yeah. It's 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 a bit more effective. It is much more effective because she can one she's kept her mind and two she doesn't look completely reptilian. You know, she still has, like, a humanish face. Very right. obviously, like, human. But she's still becoming lizard-like. Like, she she, she was literally in such a rush to do it. She was like, eh, good enough. If I transform, 
fuck it. And she just took it. <laughs> I, I like that she has the, the lizard ridge down the back, but it's like a mohawk. Yeah. Yeah, I like That's... that, too. <laughs> what, what was that noise? Oh, that was my phone. <laughs> like your fo- phone was very excited about Komodo's mohawk. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it, it's the sound of a moogle from uh-huh. Final Fantasy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I wanted to. Uh, I, I just think uh, that's neat because, like, uh, at first I thought Komodo was a mutant, and then I did a little bit more dive in and was like, oh no, like actually a, a, a bad lady, like you know, and the connection to to the lizard was red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. So uh, if we talk quick, I think we each have room for one more character. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm down. Um, I'll bring up my next character, the Prowler. Ooh, nice. So the Prowler started off um, as a villain. Uh, he is African American, uh, Hobart Hobby Brown. Um, but he was, I I believe, the first villain um, of Spider-Man's to become a hero afterwards. He actually has like a whole little redemption story and stuff like that, and. Um, if, if people would notice that people now would know that he is the uncle of Miles Morales in the Ultimates universe, like mm-hmm. Miles universe, he's he's his uncle. Um, that's the Prowler, because I don't think they ever actually said his name in the movie, did they? They, I think they did. Did they? I, I, I don't know. Which but uh, the Prowler, yeah, the Prowler is actually pretty cool. I mean, he obviously he started off bad. He had a bad life. That makes sense. But uh, he took everything that Spider-Man said to heart, and um, he, he said, okay, if that's, if that's how it has to be, great power comes great responsibility. I'm a genius. I'll use it to help people instead. And so he did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like mean, the Prowler. Yeah, and I think, like, there's, there's like, even, like, John Romita Jr., like, there's something, like, his, his son, like, helped inspire, like, the look of him mm-hmm. when he was, like, doing it for Spidey. And then, of course, with the Darren Davis stuff and Miles Morales, that like adds a whole new dimension to the Prowler. Yep, it, they've had a couple of Prowlers. He wasn't the only one, but I think um, I think Hobby was the best. Think so? Yeah. Okay. Although Aaron, like Miles's uncle, is also pretty cool because like he's an asshole, but he gets it. You know what I mean? He eventually is like, oh, like okay, like I get it. But but Hobby like actually listened to what spider-man had to say because he wasn't all in for the evil stuff he was just trying to get by you know what i mean and then when he actually listened he was like fuck that does make sense he he was reasonable you know what i mean yeah 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 i i, I dig that i think uh i think the prowler is a, a nice addition and it's also where we're sort of getting like i i thought for sure once we were going to villains blue was gonna be like black manta <laughs> <laughs> But he, he is well known. That'll be a we'll save that for like a. These are the names we haven't talked yet that we should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Danny? You got one last person. Uh, I, I I went out with my last person. Oh really? You're not going to talk about the guy that we were texting where you were like that person's Latino? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm not uh, the Green Lantern stuff. I'm going to leave to blue. Um, and then all right, it, it, the pull the curtain back to so. Since I surprised you, uh, Kyle Rayner, I was gonna leave for blue. Okay, it's more. I mean, Kyle Rayner is blue. 
let's, let's face it. Like I mean, truth Hardy. be told. Yeah, truth be told. Kyle Reynolds, boo. Um, and then I was, I was thinking Wong, but like for the longest time, I know this is the Diversiverse, but the longest time Wong was a servant until like recently. So we're talking about from the 60s up to like the 2010s, Wong was like a servant. And it wasn't until recently he became like an equal, just like a monk. So I was like, uh, it's a step in the right direction, but it's still kind of bad faced in a little bit. So that's kind of why I know I asked you about those two, but that's why I didn't choose those two. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Well, they, they are definitely uh, people that could be talked about like in the future, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about him now. So I guess my last one, I I debated whether I was going to talk about Komodo or this person. And uh, just real quick, but uh, Riri Williams. Nice. Uh, You know, especially, you know, going over with with Moon Girl and all that. I was like, man, that's that's one of the newer heroes that uh, 2016, Brian Michael Bendis. But, you know, when, when they were, I think they were flirting with the idea of replacing Tony. Like Tony Stark. Uh, and Why then they want to. He's a douche. <laughs> he's really bad in the comics. Like the mm-hmm. MCU version is is different. You know. Oh yeah, he's very different. But uh, Riri Williams is is pretty freaking cool. Like I I dig Ironheart. I think he is awesome. Yeah, another you know not nine years old but fifteen years old, like an engineering student, um, and like working on the technology. And then like at first like you know Tony's like. AI version of himself mm-hmm. who also happened to be an alcoholic or at least have memories of that <laughs> which was <laughs> which was really interesting but uh yeah like after civil war 2 like you know uh, using the rescue armor at first and i think uh, i think neat and like you know for people that like these these the big superheroes you know when we were talking about like the african american captain americas and and whatnot like with the champions and being like a, you know a diverse version of iron man and also not being an alcoholic womanizer <laughs> like i i think riri like really like stands for something and of course is like you know usually like moon girl and squirrel girl and ms marvel and all that like gives us this really great like kick-ass girl team you know yeah. And, uh, you know, has stuff to do in Secret Empire. And, like, she's newer, so there's a lot more adventure for her. But, uh, you know, there, I, someone was telling me that, like, in the current, like, Iron Man stuff, there's a lot of great stuff going on with her. But uh, I have not read it, so I can't really speak to it. Uh, but she sells well as well. You know, like, I think, I guess in, like, a decade, someone would be like, oh, how do you mention her? She's so popular. Everybody knows about her. But I think as of right now... Um, not that many people. I know there there are some questions with her, like uh, as far as like the portrayal of being a black female teenager. Uh, but you know, I can't speak to that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just see the representation, and I think uh, I think it matters. And like she's in Marvel Rising, like in the cartoon for people. Um, and I I appreciate Riri. I think uh, I'm thankful thankful for that sort of thing being uh, included into the marvel universe yeah i think uh riri is absolutely awesome because um she's sweet she's she's super sweet she's sassy as fuck but she she's also super sweet she's got a heart of gold and i think iron heart was a great name for that she chose for her character right yeah 
Mr. Mr. Danny, you got any thoughts about Riri? Um, I like Riri. I, I think they, that was a good choice to pass on the mantle uh, after Tony Stark died and not gave her the name of uh, Iron Man. Said to give her a new one. Um, but I don't know too much about her. I just know... I know we're going to see a lot of her in the future. I, I think if... I can't wait. Yeah, I think if everything goes well with uh, the Miss Marvel series, which I no doubt see it will be great, um, we're going to start seeing more of these younger heroes uh, replace the uh, older heroes, and we're going to see these new generations, a lot of the Kamala Khans and the Riri Williams, and I mean, if we're lucky, some uh, some moon-grown devil dinosaur. Yes. Yeah. I heard... Like a cartoon or something was being worked on, but I don't I don't know much more than that. Who knows? But I think the younger generation, and even forgive me, but even the young Nova, kid Nova, like um, I think once these you know newer kids get introduced, and we're gonna see a ten years of film and media with these, and watch them grow up, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very entertaining. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just, I love, I love Riri. She makes me think of my friend Jordy, me and me and Blue's friend Jordy. Yeah. Like, I don't know, for some reason, like, I'm like, <laughs> Jordy for playing, playing Riri. But there's just some really great images of, of her with like, you know, Tony and, and whatnot. Like, I just dig it. I, I absolutely it. agree with you. Jordy would make a great Riri because she's so, she's also very, very smart and um, also very, very sassy. <laughs> yes. She is also fair. She's got the personality down like perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I guess uh I guess that's us uh we'll do some final thoughts. This time I'm going to I'm going to talk first cuz I don't think my uh my voice should be last in a in an episode about diversity. But I was just I was thinking about like, you know, like doing a little like I totally had sort of like shunted from my memory when there was all the the drama in like 2017 from Marvel where they were saying like diversity was like hurting their comic business. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, there's much more to the story than that. You can go down the rabbit holes and read like all the articles, but it sort of comes down to like, you know, like the comic skate stuff where where some people are like, no diversity, like just white, just Superman and all the whiteies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think, well, it's it's pretty clear uh, the position we take here at Laugh It Up, Fuzzballs. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I think there are great examples of characters like Ms. Marvel and, and uh, you know, Riri Williams and, and Moon Girl that have sold well. And then, of course, you know, characters, when Brian Michael Bendis creates a character, inevitably they do well for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know why. He just, uh, he's got the Midas touch when it comes to characters. But uh, I was, I was diving down stuff and G. Willow Wilson, like as a, as a, a, a female Muslim, like, you know, writer, like really sort of inspires me. Also, like Ta-Nehisi Coates, like doing stuff with, of course, Black Panther and uh, Captain America. But I, I found this quote that I thought just sort of sort of spoke to my heart, like as all this. So basically, I'm going to quote her. She said, diversity as a form of performative guilt doesn't work. Let's scrap the word diversity entirely and replace it with authenticity and realism. This is not a new world. This is the world. It's not diversity that draws those elusive, untapped audiences. It's particularity. 
This is a vital distinction nobody seems to make. This goes back to authenticity and realism. And and I thought about it like, you know, we are highlighting diversity and representation in comics. But the reason it is important is exactly what's said in that quote. Like some people see it as diversity, maybe because it's different than you. But the real truth is like this is just representing the way the world is, like especially at least like the American world. Uh, we're not it's it's not just a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, white people, you know, white men, <laughs> it, it, as evidenced from a podcast where you have, you know, uh, a Euro-American, a Puerto Rican, and a Mexican man all talking to each other, and and good friends yep. talking talking about like these different kinds of characters, and knowing about the Asian character and the Latino character and the African American and and LGBTQ plus, you know what I mean? Like we're not closeting ourselves from experiencing new things. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, like it's sure it's the diverse verse, but it's just actually like really just like the the universe, like the existence, uh-huh. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? No, very well said, my friend. Um, I absolutely agree with you. Like to close yourself off from everything in the world is really inhibiting to yourself. And you're the only one that's really going to kind of miss out on everything and suffer from those consequences when you close yourself off and only want like a certain type of hero a certain type of villain a certain type of story uh the more you open yourself up to new experiences to new artwork to new faces to new colors to new things you never know what you're going to find out there that you might be absolutely drawn to and on top of that because we're all people um who have had experiences in our life you don't know who you're going to really connect to your friend down the street may be a white guy too and you know you might be chuckling and having a good time but more more than likely he didn't live the same exact life as you did you know what i mean but somebody from another country another skin color they probably did because they were growing through the same stuff that you did and now you can read a story like and share in those trials and tribulations and to be like oh i i know what that was you know i i know that feeling of of like seclusion or whatever or like whatever feeling it happens to be so the more you open yourself up i think um the better off you will be and the less you'll have to like feel alone um there's just so much more to the world than your own little bubble yeah indeed mr deuce wow Fuck you two. I don't know. It's just if if you expect the world to reflect what you see in a mirror, it it's selfish and and downright ignorant. Um, there's plenty more into this world. I hate to sound cheesy, but there's only one race, and that's the human race. Where we all essentially at the basic levels want the same exact things we just want to eat we want a roof over our heads and we want our children to have a better future that we had you know and and we all bond in that way no matter where you're from in this world no matter what background you have but to expect the the world to reflect what you individually believe regardless of how anybody else feels is a straight out dick move and you know there's, there's more to this world and the more you learn the more beautiful this world becomes because 
there's there's great things there's small things that you overlook or never see because you never open your eyes to it from different cultures that you can miss out and and if you want to even take it to a back to the your instinctual roots food you know we all got to eat and we all come up with our own cuisines and the, the more you experience just by consuming what other people eat you can experience the the joy that food brings them and that itself on something so simple can brighten up your horizons but to just close your off self off and not want to learn anything else new is well garbage no indeed like we all you know we all abide by maslow's hierarchy of needs but we we want to get to belonging and self-actualization like that that's the entire point of that like yes you have you have to fulfill basic needs but uh yeah if you're listening to a podcast i think you're doing okay you've got (laughs) you've gone up the ladder of needs and now now can get to like the the being a good human part yeah yeah and uh we'll keep doing our part and we know if you're listening you're doing your part and uh hopefully you've enjoyed like us like bringing even more characters to the diversiverse and uh, I honestly, I, I still have a list. I don't feel I'm done, but we'll we'll see if I can keep dragging Blue, <laughs> Blue and Danny over. <laughs> let, me, let me get the shovel back out because I'm gonna keep digging, see what I can find. Well, yeah. you guys are bringing up like things from other comics now, and if that's what we're gonna do, I'm gonna start bringing out other comics and start uh, opening you guys out. I mean, honestly, I I consider like the diversiverse could even go into like talking about like you know comics outside of like marvel and dc like just literally talking about comics that people don't know about like getting getting more into like just you know using it as a platform to like broaden people's horizons Mm -hmm. but uh we will figure it out behind the scenes uh you guys know the drill uh you can email the podcast laugh it up fuzzball podcast at gmail.com be like jerry send an email uh twitter and instagram for me is at wookie riot uh, for Blue, it's at Blue Wolf D. Uh, Danny does not do those things, but if you want to communicate with Mr. Deuce, go to the Laugh It Up Fuzz Balls Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, just type in Laugh It Up Fuzz Balls. It'll pop up. You ask to join. We say yes. No fancy questions. We just say yes and hope that you're not being ass hat. And if you are, then we boot you. But it's only happened like twice. Like there was like a, a weird video and then somebody trying to sell butt cream or something. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, 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 I was real fast to just be like, no. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the bots, bots are a thing. Like, you know, people join and then you're like, no, why, why are you here? Like, this is weird. <laughs> but uh, join, join us in our journey of geekdom. Uh, join the friendship. And uh, yeah, Mr. Deuce is uh, active over there. So you can always find him that way. And I think that's all the things. Anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. And uh, thanks for being here for 216 episodes so far with more to come. Because I can't stop now. Sure, it makes no money, but I'm having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And and I will go off to become a better chemist and find the little blue pill that stops racism. And uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I appreciate both of you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I guess that's a good way of saying uh, TTFN Blue, me, Mr. Danny the Deuce, and me, Joe the Wookiee Riot, out. There we go. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.
What? <laughs> Goodbye. Oh. Sayonara. Exactly. <laughs>